0: Credit unions are a pretty special place. I talk about that a lot. When, once I got in, it's hard to get out because it's just such a special, special place, a special industry, a special movement, and, and the collaboration that goes on with everybody. So uh, I see myself as a lifer in credit unions, and I often say I dumb luck my way in because there aren't any other industries that are like this with the collaboration and the friendships you can make.
1: Welcome to another episode of Credit Union's Coffee and Conversation. This is Patty Corkery. Thank you so much for joining me with the podcast today. Excited about my guest. I was able to sit down and really catch up with my good friend, Andy Kemp, the president and CEO of Forefront Credit Union. And we didn't even talk about this in the pod, but Andy's also a Michigan Credit Union League board member. So thanks, Andy, for all that you do for the league. It was great to sit down and and talk with Andy and catch up Um, some really good things, Coming out of the conversation. I'm, I'm not surprised to hear Andy really focus in on technology and things that he's doing at his credit union for young professionals. He's got a cool bank acquisition and the UP happening. So he has a lot on his plate. So it it was a great discussion. I'm sure you'll enjoy getting to know him better. But Forefront Credit Union, if you didn't know, they're headquartered in Traverse City. Uh, They have around 19 branches, but it sounds like they're continuing to up that, as you'll hear during our conversation. Not too, too long ago, Forefront surpassed a billion dollars in assets. So kudos to the Forefront team and they have right around 100,000 members. So they have a lot going on in their space. They serve a great community and uh, they're very lucky to have Andy at the helm there. So please enjoy my conversation with Andy Kempf. Thanks again, Andy, for being here. i um, not sure if you've caught some of our episodes, but I start off each of my guests asking for you to tell us your story. So love to get to know you even more if that's possible after over 20 years. but For the listeners anyway, why don't you go ahead and just tell us your story, Andy?
0: Um, yeah, my, my story is uh, it's not uh, overly exciting, but uh, okay. really a gypsy of, uh, of Michigan. I, I've moved around Michigan quite a bit. Uh, so I grew up in the Flint area. I had moved to Grand Rapids to graduate high school and uh, graduated from Central Michigan. Um, moved on to Detroit to take a job at Comerica Bank as a commercial lender, and had figured out within a, within a few years that really I wanted to be in finance, and uh, was was applying to finance positions in a company. I wanted to be CFO of a of a large company. Yeah. Started uh, applying to to wherever I could find a financial analyst positions, and I I lucked my way into credit unions. And uh, I started out at a Telecom Credit Union as a financial analyst, and uh, from there had had moved on to a few other credit unions. I, I was making a joke with uh, with my chairman the other day that I've never been in a position longer than what I am now. So, uh, so so be prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'm not planning on moving. I'm not planning on doing anything. But that's. Uh, uh, so I, I was at telecom, I was at Michigan Catholic, which is now Alliance Catholic. I was at, uh, then we'd moved to Grand Rapids and, and I was uh, CEO of Preferred and then moved up to Traverse City to be CEO at uh, at Member's Credit Union. Now, now we're Forefront Credit Union, rebranded as Forefront Credit Union after merger. So i uh, been in the industry for, oh God, uh, this is a date myself, I was thinking about doing this, but it's um, been in the industry hitting on 25 years now. So I, I used to be the young pup. <laughs> and, uh, I had the young guy doing things and now I'm finding myself talking about kids that are that are in here that are in their 20s and 30s and, know. Uh, and talking about well back in my day this is what we did so I, I'm starting to feel kind of old in the whole situation
1: <laughs> I'm right there with you Andy. <laughs> I think we're around the same age and I hear you
0: yeah. and but I feel you credit unions are a pretty special place I, I, I talk about that a lot when once I got in it it's it's hard to get out because it's just such a special, special place, a special industry, a special movement and and the collaboration that goes on with everybody. So uh, I see myself as a lifer in credit unions. And, and I often say I dumb luck my way in because that, uh there aren't any other industries that are like this with the collaboration and the friendships you can make.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I hear that from so many people. I'm sure you do, too. Um, you know, and I was kind of in that spot at some point too, looking for a change, but didn't want to leave the industry. And then I was thinking about it as, you know, I know you're a lifer, ac e uh, our annual convention since you started. And uh, we've um, shared plenty of times together at those. And I was thinking about it one, one year as I was driving away from the ac e This was probably 10 years ago as I was considering, you know, switching jobs. And I thought, what if that was the last annual convention I ever attended? <laughs> and it made me so sad. It yeah. made me so sad. Like, no, it's just like such a cycle of so many things that we do. Sure. It it was just awful to think about. So I hear you on that. And um, I know, you know, a lot of people that know us know that you and I met, you know, uh, years ago when our daughters were in preschool together. So we have, we share that in common with daughters the same age. And I know you have a son after, after yep. Haley, but um, you know, it's, it's been a long time. So it's been fun to see you kind of go from place to place and and connect. And I think there's so much of a benefit in doing that. I'm sure you'd agree. You you have people that have been in the same place for a long time and there's benefits to that, but to actually see different shops along the way, even in the banking space and the credit union space and to be at different ones, I think, um, would you agree that it really kind of helps evolve, you know, the way you look at culture, the way you look at everything.
0: I, I do. I, I'm able to take um, strengths and weaknesses from every place I go and say, hey, th- this really worked, or hey, we don't want to do that because that didn't work at all. And um, that the cultures helped. but what's also helped me quite a bit is by moving around the state as I have. So I spent a lot of years in the Detroit market, a lot of years in the Grand Rapids market, and now uh, a number of years in the Northwest Michigan market. And so a lot of folks um, wonder how I know so many people. But when you're in the markets, you get to really know the credit unions and the people there. So yeah, true. The AC and E's and I head out to various things. I have a, a different relationship with folks because I, I hit them in, in chapter meetings or I saw them at uh, out and about, whereas a, seeing them at a GAC or an AC and or something like that once a year, or maybe three times a year seeing each other. Now we're seeing each other monthly or so. And so uh, much deeper relationships and, and able to have much more collaborative conversations because you just you create those friendships.
1: Yeah, for sure. And what a great perspective, especially being in a credit union that has so many branches and different markets. You know, you really get a feel for, you know, what you're, I mean, as things evolve so quickly, I don't know, I'm sure a lot's changed from market to market as you've moved around, but you know, what's so up in Traverse City, what's your furthest Southern branch? What city is that?
0: So we, uh, we just opened three branches down in, uh, on the lakeshore. We we call them our lakeshore branches, um, but they are Holland, uh, Muskegon, and Zealand. Oh, okay so we uh I guess the farthest southern would be Holland but our Holland even branches are 10 minutes apart so so they're right next to each other and then Muskegon is, is right there so um we have that south and then then we're actually in the process of uh acquiring a bank right now and in the UP right so we will have branches that run from uh Sault Ste. Marie down to Holland so, nice. You're uh, picking
1: some really pretty spots <laughs> to go that's, visit.
0: <laughs> that, that's how we pick our locations. Is uh, we, first of all we look at the uh, the scenery, and then
1: <laughs> it's got to be by water. It's got to be by water. Um, well, that's exciting for the UP. So, what's the the timing on that? How how's that looking?
0: So we should be closing by the uh, at the end of this year. Um, well, we should be closing by September. We should have everything uh, converted, and and they should be forefront and running as a credit union by by November. I'm um, yeah. actually looking at it now to to set up the conversion process. And uh and we, we expect to have them converted in early November. And so we would uh we'd have them digested and in and, and ready to go by by mid November and by twenty twenty four, ready to hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, that's so exciting. Yay. Um, it's I'm getting ready to head up to the UP annual uh, meeting that they do in the spring up there. And it's just such a fun. Talk about credit union and and good fun people. people. I mean, good up in the UP, they're just so collaborative and just always down for a good time and some great discussions. So, you know, as you've kind of evolved through your career, Andy, and now, you know, running a credit union that has so many branches, how do you see kind of the traditional branch evolving from back in the day when you first started till now?
0: Yeah, so we we bought into ITMs and, and the, the concept uh, a number of years ago. So we, we implemented our first ITMs uh, pre-pandemic, so 2018-19 timeframe. And uh, we truly believe that is, uh, we call that a branch of our future. So uh, we're converting all of our branches into an ITM-only branches. Uh, and, and the concept is we think branches uh, don't go away. Uh, the, the big banks are, are still opening branches. Uh, Chase is opening up three, four hundred branches uh, over the next few years. Um, folks want to go to a branch. Now I use my kids. I have eighteen and twenty-one, and uh, when they have problems, uh, I, one they come to dad and I say I can't do anything. <laughs> right. They took all my rights away. I can't even check your account. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so, and then and instead of calling, a lot of they want to go into a branch. They 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 feel comfortable knowing that that branch is near. Um, technology is important, so that's that's this branch of the future that we're talking about is, um, so these ITMs, if you want to cash a check, you can walk up to the machine and cash a check, but we still have three or four people in the branch, uh, depending on size, and obviously footprint has gone down, but it's, uh, three or four people in the branch that now they can just focus on customer member service, and so you have an issue in online banking, you have an issue with your mortgage, you have an issue with your debit card, you just have questions. We can pull you aside and sit you down and have those conversations, as opposed to, and I, I used a, a, an example that uh, really drove this home for me, is a young gentleman, I would say 21, 22, was, uh, had some online banking questions and was, was at a teller. And uh, they were going through the process and a lady was behind him in line and, and she, you could tell she was getting impatient. And uh, they finished with the question and the teller she said, do you have anything else? And, and you could see him look behind his shoulder quick and look back and say, nope, I'm all good. And mm. you knew he wasn't good. You knew he didn't have all his questions answered. Yeah. He he felt anxious because somebody was waiting in line behind him. Yeah. If that branch had been an ITM branch already, that teller would have had him offline. The lady that was behind him wanted to cash a $200 check. That's all she wanted to do. She came up, cashed her check and left. So if we'd had the ITM, she, she could have done that been gone in in a minute and he could have had all of his questions answered when he left and and truly loved forefront and and the service and the, the support that we gave him. So that's what drives home to me that the branches are still there our yeah. transaction volumes still stay strong, um, but we can offer that personalized service that that folks want and, and need. That they don't want to just walk in and stand in line and, and wait a long time to to cash a check or pull out money. Uh, what they want to do is be able to have that service and and that that personal touch in the branch. Um, a lot of members still. We're in small communities, so we're we're not in large communities at this point yet, and they um they want to talk about Friday night's football game or they want to talk about yeah. the principal that's coming up. And mm-hmm. to have them off the line and be able to talk to them in the lobby. That 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 is what our, our communities are looking for, and that will be able to drive our participation in the community and and the, the adoption of, of of our branches and continue to uh, allow us to to win awards as, as the best the best financial institution in town.
1: Yeah, nice. Have you been to? Um, I was in Delray Beach a couple of weeks ago, and they have one of those Capital One cafes. Yeah. So you know, walking in there the first part is the cafe part, at least at this one. And you wouldn't know any different. And I know I can't, they, I think they synced up with Pete's coffee. So it's a known, you know, coffee brand and they have the whole cafe, the whole barista thing. And then in the, you know, like the last third, they had like a a standing table with like three young people with like a polo shirt. You can barely tell they work there. And, um, Standing around, and they had like a TV behind them with some ads, and then they had cute like little like a faux coffee menu but it was actually a banking menu Mm -hmm. of things you could talk to them about, and they were just doing what you just said they were talking to people somebody was asking about, oh, this so-and-so restaurant closed. Do you guys know anything about that? And then they're talking and talking and then, you know, they have their iPads there and they're ready to assist these folks. And then behind them, they have like little workstations, you know, and they had little um closed, like little meeting rooms where people I'm sure can go in there and, and reserve a room. And so they had like a remote work thing going on. They have the coffee going on. They have the banking services there. Yeah. And it's like, it it was it was a cool experience.
0: We have not pulled the trigger on having uh, uh, coffee and truly making it a cafe, but but it's yeah. exactly that concept is what we're going for. More of a you come in and talk to us if you want, um, yeah. but we also pride ourselves on our technology. So
2: you
0: yeah. uh, can't take anything away, and people just want more. So and I again, I know your daughter's the same age. I assume she's she's a lot like yeah. mine. They prefer never to walk into a branch if they don't have to, but they want to know it's <laughs> close. Yeah, but they, you it, know,
1: I think if she were. Pulling the trigger on a house or some exactly. huge exactly. investment, exactly. Um, you know, and I know you and I have talked about this before, and the statistics kind of show that it's true. When you look at cryptocurrency, you know, this, 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 the percentages of people that say they would much prefer to do it with their you know, bank or credit union is significant. And this is, you know, even in the environment with FTX or whatever, you know, um, that is something that is scary to people and they would probably prefer to talk to somebody than just buying something on an app, you know, or, you know, maybe doing it that way, starting slow, but wanting to pick up the phone and call someone you know, and I know you're looking into that for your members as well, uh, right?
0: That's exactly where we are. That's yeah. uh, w- w- what we call it is bank their way. Uh, we want to allow our members to bank their way. So if they want to come to a branch, we have it. If they want technology and don't want to talk to anybody, we have that. If they want to text, we have that ability. So however you want to do your banking, we have that available to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I know also one of the things you guys launched, I don't know how long it's been now. It seems like within the last year, Forefront has its own podcast. So how's that going?
0: Good. Good. Um I, I it doesn't have quite the uh the viewership or listenership that uh the Patty Corkery uh, <laughs> yeah. phenomenon has going on, but uh it it has been adopted fairly well. Um that the members that are listening to her are enjoying it. Uh the 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 lady that does it for us, Megan, she is fantastic at it. Yeah, she she is. Uh, yeah, she, she used to work at a uh uh, she was a news anchor, so she's comfortable on the mic, and, and she's very good at doing it. And so, it allows us to do um, some scam stuff. So, so there's there's financial literacy in it, and it allows yeah. us to look behind the scenes as we talk about a day in the life of uh, various departments. And so, our, our members are, are starting to find it, and, uh, and they're enjoying it.
1: Yeah, that's fun. I think it's great that you're doing that. I think it's cool for your team to be involved in that. And, um, I know oftentimes they're included in the discussion, so I think that's a fun way for them. And as we know, like we were talking earlier, these young people, they like their podcasts and, you know, especially when you're trying to capture that market, you know, to, to have a podcast, even if they're not a regular listener for them to know that you have one and them to see it, you know, I think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so I know you mentioned at the start you were a part of, a part of a big merger up there with credit unions, and as you've seen things evolve in Michigan and nationally, with of course more and more mergers happening, you know what what if you had a crystal ball, you know what, what do you see the future for credit unions as far as mergers and and what do the credit unions need to do to to stay competitive, um, you know in in some of the technology space? Two big questions. Let's first tackle the the mergers. You know wh- where do you see that? going for us here in Michigan and
0: nationally. They they kind of run together, which is I I know that of the questions ran together and and so I'll I'll tackle the first one, but it's going to bleed into the second one. Yeah. um, Technology is what's causing it. There's, we can talk about compliance and stuff all we want. And and yeah, that there's a cost, but the real cost is technology and and you have to have a scale to justify the technology um, or the programs you're bringing out. If, If you're we have about 100,000 members. And so uh, if we have a 5% adoption, that's 5,000 people. And it starts to make sense. If you have 5,000 members, then and you have a 5% adoption, then the cost doesn't justify. And so that the technology is going to be the difficult part. Um, We we just crossed over a billion. And and with that comes a a scale that allows us to invest in the technology and and do things that uh, can continue with the growth. So while I don't want to see that there's definitely a place for small credit unions, I don't want to see them go away. That technology piece is going to be the part that they're struggling with. And that, that's part of our, our bank acquisition that we're doing. It's about $130 million bank and that they just can't catch up on technology. And so that that is their their, their staff and, and is excited about it. And they're talking to their customers about it. And it's the technology part that's coming. So I for C, there will continue to be uh, mergers. I, I can see consolidation coming in. And what's mm-hmm. going to be why that is not uh, a need for um, capital, not a need for cash. It's going to be that they just can't keep up and, uh, and the consumer is demanding more than what yeah. they can offer.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think part of that goes to even um, you know, there's there's a couple of of solutions, I guess, when you talk about trying to tackle the the huge cost of technology. I mean, if you have Jamie Diamond saying he's concerned about fintechs, you can imagine what that means for a $250 million credit exactly. union. Exactly. Um but so another thing that I really think is is cool and exciting about how you approach, you know, collaboration is all of the CUSO connections that you have. And so even being, you know, you're you're a large credit union in our state, you're very uh open and collaborative um, to know, to recognizing that, hey, yeah, we're we're just a billion, right? We still need to share people to collaborate and come together um and credit unions large and small do that um but what can you share about um you know that kind of process and what brings you to you know collaborating with some credit unions in michigan and even outside of michigan in the space
0: yeah so i i'll hit on jamie diamond really quick for a second and and, uh, and chase um what i heard and, and uh I don't have facts and evidence. I heard it through a speaker, a keynote, but they're spending about $50 billion this year on innovation. Mm. So we're a billion in assets. So they're spending oh, 50 you. times our size, just in assets, not, not even income. So for us to keep up, we have to be able to partner and collaborate and get scale and be able to, to, to spend the money on on stuff to to keep up with the the big boys that uh want to be able to or that are offering services, knowing that our consumers, and, and we talked about our daughters a couple of times already, but they're going to look for ease of use. And if Chase is offering that, they're going to head that direction. So we have to be able to compete. And so we decided a number of years ago that we're going to move in that direction. So yeah, we we uh, fintechs were never a bad word for us. Uh, back in 1819 when 17, when people were, were saying they're bad, um, we embraced them because they could do something that we couldn't do. Uh they had really smart people doing really cool things and we wanted to be part of it. And so uh, we started it at that time frame investing in companies and starting CUSOs and collaborating with credit unions uh, for scale. Um that if we have a hundred thousand members and we can find a few more with a, with a hundred thousand or a couple hundred thousand, then all of a sudden we have uh five hundred thousand members and, and we can do something with that and, and hit the scale to justify the cost that, that we're, we're spending.
1: Yeah. Can, the can you try
0: to do behind that is to bring it back to the credit union space and offer it at a very affordable price? So the credit unions that, that may not have invested in the in the company and taking the risk have the ability to do that. And, and we can be very good at what we do as, a, as an industry. We've done really well as a um, as an industry combining credit unions as a whole. And so that they're in, in our community, we notice that if one credit union doesn't do something well, the consumer labels all credit unions as not to be able to do it well. So it behooves us to be able to, uh, to collaborate and make sure everybody is doing things well so that uh, uh, folks continue to come into the movement.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect point. I, I I love that. Is there any particular QSO or something you're exciting excited about that you can share that you're involved in and offering to members now?
0: Yeah, we 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 have a couple, but the one that that I think is going to be that can be a game changer, um, that, that is taking off, uh, and we're trying to find more adoption. Is uh, it's a product called Member Pass by a company called Bonify. And we're with uh, Desert Financial and and Unify out of California and Virginia uh, Credit Union and and a few other ones, Uh, Schools First is in it as well. And uh, what that is, is uh, it's a lot like the pass key on Apple, if you want to compare it to that, or a blockchain type thing. Uh, Those are a little bit different, but it's the same type of concept. And so a member that calls in, we don't have to verify them with mother's last name. We don't have to verify them with last deposit. We don't have to take a minute trying to ask four questions, five questions to verify them. What we do is you call in, we send out a link and say, hey, are you conversing with a uh, forefront credit union right now to their phone? And mm-hmm. then they say, yes, I am. Boom, 10 seconds later, they're verified. We're off on off the races and good to go. So it taps down on fraud significantly. It taps down on uh, ID theft. And just as important, it makes the process of especially phone transactions much faster because we don't have to do the verification. Um, we're working on on speeding that up in the uh in the branch network as well so that when folks come in i the the dream is that when you walk in just like starbucks they know you're there
2: mm-hmm.
0: that we know you're we know that, that patty's in our lobby so when you step up to my my teller station i know it's you already and, and we can move on in the verification that, that's not there That that's like i said that's a dream we're we're, we're a long way from doing that but that's one QSO so that that we're excited about and um we hear from our, our members that are, okay. we've got about a 25% adoption rate on it right now of our member base, uh, nah, about 20%. And wow. uh, th- they're loving the concept of, of how we do it. Um, sometimes when they're driving, obviously that becomes a, becomes an issue, but uh, uh, overall that the members love that concept and the, the safety and security of, every, of it all. Um,
1: yeah, but so many people too have their phone synced to their car and you can yep. see it on the big screen and just hit yes or whatever. So... I think that's awesome. So that, that technology is there, I guess, is it kind of similar to like if you're going to shop or buy something and they say, we're going to text you a code, enter it here. Is it kind of like that just to verify you or to sync up?
0: Yeah. So yeah. You, you'll, you'll sign up on your own uh, yeah. with us. You sign up and then, yeah, when we send it, it's just, it's, it's very much a, um, is this you? And you yeah. say, yes. so, so the only way it can be done, is somebody would have to steal your phone, then contact us. And then have it all, and then somehow do a transaction to get stuff back into their accounts.
2: Right, that's
0: all the stuff that would have to happen. So there's a lot of stuff that have to move for for fraud. So it it will significantly significantly stop that. uh, I know your mom's maiden name. I can call and uh, and start start acting as as Patty and and make make bad things happen. So it'll. We're already starting to see it. We, we we haven't been able to monetize it yet, but we're starting to see reduced fraud from that or, or issues from coming in. So um, mm-hmm. that's something we're, we're excited about and that, that we think can be a game changer. If it's done right, this could actually go across all industries. And so that, again, back to what we're, we're trying to make this right. So think of your healthcare, care where you have to go to a doctor and the next doctor has no idea who you are, that you'd be able to have all that and, and bring it along with you.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I I know even like, you know, I have the same thing like everybody else. Can you verify this? Sometimes they're asking you three questions, which you understand the why, but it's, you know, come on, if you want, if you're in a hurry or you're like, Zoom call's about to start, it's like, ah, this is my thing, (laughs) whatever. I know that's, and I'm sure, especially with so many people freaked out, rightfully so, of. Uh, scams and fraud that happens with, you know, financial services, it's got to be comforting and and nice and seamless for your members. So that's, that's a cool one. Um, Yeah. And I know you've mentioned that to me before, but I I think that, you know, things like that, you know, not only something that your members can appreciate, but to your point too, you know, to anything you can do to help, you know, reduce some of the expense associated with fraud uh, is is amazing. Um, So kind of shifting gears, Andy, and I know you and I have talked about this off and on over the the last few years, especially, but I really love to see, um, the movement that we have as an industry really focusing in our, on our young professionals. You know, we we started off talking about it. You have people working for you that you have to stop yourself from calling them a kid because they're not much
2: older than your kid.
1: Um, and, and so I know that, you know, that's something that's top of mind to you and, and it needs to be as we're developing our future leaders, the kids, the kids, right. That'll be developed to replace us someday. So, how do you approach, you know, kind of developing and lifting up young professionals that that work at forefront?
0: So, I, I, I'm a believer in, in fuel. Uh, we have fuel in town and, and hype yeah. and, uh, up in the UP, but um, we, we've we embrace it. We uh, we have more arms raised than what we can. And when I say afford, not monetarily, just time-wise, uh, we got more arms raised from, from young professionals that want to be part of, of these programs than what we always have uh, ability to to do because we want them to be able to make as many events as possible. And if we have too many bodies, we, we can't do that. But sure. as a CEO, I, I truly believe that uh, we need to get them out. We need to get them uh, talking with folks. We need to get them uh, in the industry because if they don't make friends, then there, there isn't the same tie and draw. I, back to your, your statement at the start the idea of not going to ACd and senior friends is mm-hmm. it, it it hurts your heart a little bit yeah. and so it, to leave the industry it may hurt your heart a little bit and so it, it keeps them keeps them involved um we do have a that I'm Gen X I know you're Gen X uh that they don't think about us but we have a lot of Boomers leaving and um that we need this these this young crew to to keep in and uh working with the industry to continue to help it grow and so what we do to nurture it. Again, we, we help them across lines. We we do a lot of um we're, we're not fantastic at it, but, but we're better than I think most is, is uh being able to let people shadow in departments and, and move around the organization. Uh we we highly believe in ACEs in their places. So if folks want to move around, then then it's that we're pretty mobile within our organization of folks trying out new departments. And that's that's getting people that are now appreciating what we have as an organization, uh seeing what's available in the industry. And then what we also are doing is spend a lot of time with CUNA um and some of these these. Q's, and whatever you want to keep your poison um mm-hmm. getting them involved in as many uh breakouts webinars and, and that's one thing that's helped is that we've been able to do a lot of stuff online so they're right. reaching out to mentors or the mentor mentee program and q and other that's used that we both we do both sides of it we have both mentors and mentees and they're they're finding folks across the nation and, and this is Really helping us because they're finding out culture. They're coming back with ideas of what folks are doing. Um, Then back to why I love credit unions. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We can talk to somebody in North Dakota and say, how are you doing that? And they'll tell us. and We don't have to go back and figure it out.
1: Right, well, and I think you and know, I've talked about that too, or I've certainly chatted with others. It's nice when you can network nationally, right? Because yeah. you know, as much as we're a family here in Michigan, you know you have branches across the street from you of other credit unions. so not everyone might be willing to super share in, in a particular area, but if right. you're talking to somebody in North Dakota, you know, uh, no competition there um and uh, unless there's a branch coming from <laughs> forefront <in> North Dakota <laughs> that <laughs> I'm not aware yeah. of. um charge right know. now. <laughs> yeah. um anyway if you want snow i guess you can head up there there, there you go a D. um but yeah i mean i think that's great especially you know uh cuna is is really um awesome at that is is helping people network on a national level and there's so many perks as as you know and i see you attending things from a national pr- perspective all the time so um yeah so that's that's great and i know <laughs> i'm sure you feel this too It's great to have those young people on your staff because stuff that we think is cool is definitely (laughs) not not cool. And when you're in a business that's trying to get, you know, 18 year olds yep. to 25 or six year olds join, you know, you kind of need yep. to have that younger perspective. So, um, so what about Andy with, you know, all the branches and the employees and everything you have going on, how do you as a leader find time to be strategic? How do you set aside time for that? And and how do you go about doing it?
0: I, and I can't remember who said it, um, they, we, we do a lot of, um, book reading as, as a, as a company, as an executive staff. Uh, so we go offsite once a quarter, uh, to do, uh, just a touch base. And 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 we take eight hours of just, we're, we're going to touch base. We're going to work on strategic plan make sure that everybody's on the same page, but we also pick a book every quarter that we're going to read. And so it's, it's, okay. a, it's a quasi book club. And, and so we pick leadership type books that we're going to do or business type books that, that, that we can read. So, um, that is one way that, that we as an executive team do it. And then through one of those, it was talking about it as an executive that you just need to book out time, um, mm-hmm. uh, to just think strategic. And mm-hmm. so that that's what I'll do. And and I've got some I'm fortunate enough to have an office that looks out over a river. Yes. And so I'll just sit there and just start staring at the river. And mm-hmm. I've had some folks uh bust me out on a little bit of what are you just staring outside. But that, that's my strategic time is I I just uh um take some time and and think through uh various issues and and what we want to do and where we need to go and and then uh and then come back. So I spent a, a couple hours a week uh just doing that and yeah. and, and, and um, obviously as as I think many CEOs I talk to, I, I also wake up at two o'clock in the in the morning and and have to write stuff down.
1: down <laughs> that idea. Yeah, that's good though. That's good. Sometimes that's, it's when you let your mind relax completely, those ideas come, which is exactly. my way out the river.
0: <laughs>
2: exactly. Exactly.
1: Kind of the same thing of being in the shower and getting a great yep. idea. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up with the five questions that I ask everybody. So uh just a way to get to know you even better. Um, so what do you have on your nightstand at home?
0: <laughs> uh, I have an ode to Apple. Uh, so I've, i got my, my iPad, uh, plugged in. I got my phone plugged in and I, I have a, uh, an alarm clock. So it, it's, it's really minimalistic. It's, uh, I, I like to read the news a lot. Uh, that, that's really my morning is as I wake up and I grab an iPad or something, I, I catch up on what I may have missed over, over the evening or, or night and, and read the news and get ready for the day. I uh, get through a lot of, uh, industry rags and, and so forth at that time. So,
2: yeah, that's nice. my
0: nice but pretty minimalistic and and not a whole lot, not a whole lot to speak about.
1: So do you use your alarm clock for your alarm or just so you can see the time in the middle of the night? See the time. Yeah. yeah same that's thing. All it is. Same thing. I have like this really ancient alarm clock. It I don't, I, I I don't even know
0: how it. old this thing is. I have no <laughs> idea, but. It always has the right time, so I'm good.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's better than I think. That's a positive because otherwise, you're picking up your phone to look at the time, and you might be freaked out by some text or communication. And then you'll be. Doing that. yep. well, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> not good. Okay, so what is something that people get wrong about you, Andy?
2: Um, one, especially when we start,
0: I, I'm a a bit. Uh, I don't know if shy is the right word, but uh, I've got to figure people out before I start. So what I get from a lot of folks is that they were intimidated by me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm fairly blunt, uh, mm-hmm. but also quiet at the start as I'm trying to evaluate what's going on. So uh, at, the, at the start, I'd say that that I'm um, cold, uh, don't don't like to talk to folks. Uh, and then as we get to know each other, then uh, I think the personality comes out and we get to have fun and, and, and it's all good. But especially at the start is that, that he's cold and aloof and, and uh, <laughs> a little too blunt.
2: Yeah, you
1: you you ease on into things yeah. with people. If, if they stick around to get past that phase,
0: yeah. <laughs> nice. Not many dishes. I know I turn some people off. But
1: yeah, well, I mean, really I get. I think there's a lot of people get through that because I know you have a lot. You have a lot of friends. Um, okay, so if you could have coffee with anyone, who would it be and why?
0: I I like disruptors. Um, mm-hmm. I like people that change things, and and so. Honestly, Ben Franklin is one that uh, that hmm. really intrigues me. and 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 I as a statesman, as somebody that started democracy, I mean, I, there are a lot of uh, there were men at the time, but a lot of gentlemen at the time that that started democracy,, uh, but also as an inventor, and just uh, his personal life has been, been a <laughs> That's of his the life as <laughs> you right. <laughs> <laughs> but he won't go uh, there uh, in
1: your coffee he, time with he, him, you won't.
0: won't. <laughs> <laughs> he was unique, and, and uh, so to be an inventor, to be a disruptor, to, the, the thought process of creating a democracy, um, what is essentially a, a new type of, of government overall is, is, is intriguing to me. And so just to sit with him and actually hear him talk and, and, and hear how his mind works is something that would be absolutely intriguing to me
1: yeah very cool um so i know you travel a lot and you've been to some pretty cool places but tell me a bucket list travel destination
0: yeah, bucket list for us and i say us because it's, it's it's my wife and i um
2: yeah.
0: it, her, her her mom was actually born in germany um camp is a, a german name and, and and we have not made it to to germany and austria and, and, and the like and we've had um multiple exchange students with us uh croatia france germany a bunch of those so just a a a full germany trip while going to see the exchange students that we used to have um is it's really on the bucket list and and it's something that uh we're driving towards uh trying to get our kids uh we're we're quasi empty nesters uh the kids keep coming home every weekend so i I, I (laughs)
2: that's still happening i
0: don't know how i can miss you if you're never gone but uh (laughs) that's something that, that we're uh that we're looking forward to in the next, next few years is is getting over there and and checking off the, uh, the mainland Europe, especially the Berlin, what, where her mom is from and and where my Hmm. family is is kind of from is is our bucket list.
1: How cool. Well, that sounds very doable for you. So I I see that in your future. So that's very cool. Um, Okay. So what is one trait or quality that you think every leader should strive for Andy?
0: And I, I've, I listen to your podcast quite a bit so I've been trying to find something unique and I, I don't have anything unique I <laughs> <It's>
2: okay <laughs> but
0: I, I, I hear empathy and I hear humility and I think those go together. Um, to, yeah. to have empathy uh, you have to be humble um, and to be humble you have to have humility uh, you have to have empathy for folks. So I, the one I really pick is, is humility. Um, if you're if you're humble and you have humility and understand that you're not the smartest person in the room all the time and that other people are coming from other places that's going to give you the empathy you need. So, uh, so I, I, I try to operate that way, understanding that I don't have all the right answers or that uh, my, my, my situation, um, whether it be on a family basis or a monetary basis, is not what somebody else may be coming from. Right. And so to be humble and, and understand that they're coming from someplace else, um, that, that is something that folks look for in a leader as opposed to just a, a dictatorial, this is how it works process and yeah. being able to, uh, to see where they're coming from and then help them through their life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 you know, that and that might be something that people say a lot, but I think it's just because it's so true. I mean, and and especially to to be open to listening to other people and in the same thing. You're not you're not the smartest. And uh I think that's great. I think that's great. And you know, I had that example happen to me at lunch today in terms of everybody's situation different. Like I was ordering lunch, and I'm sure this has happened to you and a lot of people listening. You order a meal. And if you add something that's not like if I I had, they had on the menu, a chicken um, Caesar salad. And I said, you know, can I get the Caesar salad, but instead of chicken, can I get salmon? And she's like, you can, but it's $3 more, you know, and, and, and she said it like so serious. And I just kind of laughed and I was with, you know, a colleague slash friend of mine. And I said, Oh, I'll just work an extra hour today. And I was kind of joking, but then I felt like a big jerk because, They do that because that that could be a, a game changer, a difference maker for somebody well, ordering that meal. You know, right. it's not like you know she's joking around, and I'm like, wow, thinking about how a three dollar change in something, you know, that doesn't impact my life, but it can somebody else. It's and so right. it was, I'm like, Patty, chill out. That that's yeah. not really funny, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you kind of get caught in that sometimes, and it's good to step back and remember that. Hmm, that would make a difference, maybe in an ordering choice of somebody else. So it's, you know, all those little things that we keep learning each day, you know,
0: exactly, exactly. And that, that's where we have to give grace as, as we go through life and understand that people are different. And sometimes um, they may say things or do things that we we don't understand, but uh, that that they're coming from a different spot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and running a credit union, that's also such a great um, quality to have, you know, not just so much with your team, but with your members. It's, it's, uh, it's an amazing one to talk about in our space. So, well, Andy, thank you so much for joining. It was great chatting with you and catching up.
0: Thank you very much, Patty. It was a great afternoon. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you got to know Andy better uh, and, and picked up some um, nuggets of, of, information from somebody who's been in the industry and doing his thing for 25 years here in Michigan, hard to believe, makes me feel old because I met him back when he was just getting his feet wet. (laughs) Um, But Andy, you know, not surprising, as I mentioned at the top, you know, a lot of technology talk, you know, when you think about mergers and consolidations happening in our industry, you know, of course, as Andy points out, we know compliance is an issue, but it's really, in his opinion, technology and trying to Uh, give our members what they want and need in that space. And with it being so expensive, you know, uh, certainly a larger asset size credit union is in a better position um, on most occasions, right? To tackle that uh, issue better. And then even as we're talking about branch evolution, you know, over Andy's 25 year career, uh, he talks about how technology with the ITMs and and how you meet the member and and provide them uh, what they need. So again, not surprising that he was excited to tell us about member pass from Bonafi and and what that brings to the member experience in terms of security and easy verification processes and things like that. So all about technology, also really about collaboration. Um, and you know, as as you hear from Andy, you know, humility and empathy in his leadership style. So some great things coming from Andy. Again, not a surprise to me. Uh, he's been a friend and colleague and and somebody that I've certainly. Um, loved you know watching move throughout the industry and and leading Forefront is is a great spot for Andy and I'm super happy for him and um, and for the members of Forefront you got a great guy so thanks again for listening Um, if you haven't followed the podcast make sure that you are so you get to know when episodes are coming out as they drop every so often but again thanks for being here and I look forward to catching up with you next time